Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day in the house of the Lord. Thank you for the people of God, even if they're on vacation with their families. They're looking on live stream, wishing they were here at home. We pray your blessing upon your word. We give you thanks for what you're doing in this house. We glorify you. We bless you. We celebrate you from the first day of the year to the last day of the year, Lord. You're with your people. You never forsake us. You never abandon us. So light us on fire, God. Light us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with the power of God. Let us be the light of the world. Let us have the peace that surpasses all understanding, a joy inexpressible. Thank you for our children who are on fire and love you above all things. Thank you, Lord, that we worship and serve you in the house of the Lord. We bless you. We pray that you prosper your word this morning, O God. We thank you for our city. We thank you for our leaders. We thank you for the people of God that are in this city, or else you would have destroyed it a long time ago, God. But you're preserving a remnant of those who love you and worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we bless your name in the house of God forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. So we again celebrate what God has done this year. Uh, We're not done celebrating, by the way. Uh, We continue to know that God is working in our midst in a powerful way. The saddest thing that has happened this year are people that have been shipwrecked in their faith. They're not going forward with God. They're stuck. Um, I, I thank God for a woman wrote me, uh, and these, she wrote a comment. She says, I'm getting, I'm, I'm leaving stinking thinking. I, I don't want to be stuck on stupid. I don't want to be stuck in a place where the devil has checked mate me. And if you're, if you're playing these things, if you're in, in motion with the things of God, there's all sorts of things that could put a setback in your life. And could set you off course. And you can start thinking differently and you end up differently. We're going to see that this morning a little bit. But I want you to finish well. Um, I know I'm going to be responsible. This is why some people don't understand my life. You don't understand my life because I will be the person that God will hold accountable for your spiritual well-being. That's a lot of responsibility. So uh, every time you see me doing something super abnormal and weird, add the fact that I'm taking care of a thousand people's spiritual life. And I have people like this week, one guy says, hey, you have enough on your plate. This is what they told me. With regards to the spiritual responsibility of your congregation and your family, so leave me alone. So that's what they told me this week. I said, well, guess what? I have enough love to go around. So I'm in your Kool-Aid, and I'm I'm watching you because I care about you. If I didn't care about you, I wouldn't give you anything. So understand, I'm not only here, and I'm here. I'm here. Um, It was funny because this, this Christmas, a little girl, she's about five years old, four years old, they gave her a set. Um, and a little doctor's gown and a little maletica with all the instrumentality, the toys of a doctor. And so she was, she had her little, she had her, and she was going around a couple days after Christmas and she's still playing doctor. And I said, come here and check and see if I'm still alive. You know, come in and see if my heart's still beating. Um, I'm, I'm beating. 
I'm here. I'm, I'm alive. Uh, don't act like I'm dead. Um, so, so this is a reality. I want to finish well, and I want the responsibility that I have of those who I lead to finish well. And my, the, my saddest expression is those who don't finish well. If I'm a leader, you're following me. If I'm a leader, you're asking me if, if, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, traveling well. And, and, and my desire is that you finish way above, you know, beyond my expectation for your life, that you finish well. The devil has no expectation for you to finish well because he wants to take you out. But trust me, I want to see that you cross the finish line um, and that you don't look like you've been through hell and back, that, that you, 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 you finished well. Um, so along those lines, this message is um, a message to finish well, to say goodbye to 2019. And we're saying this, um, this was a good year, but it wasn't the best year. The best year will be the next one. Hey, we get better with time. And so if some people have issues with how you live life, you say, hey, psh, calmate, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm working on this. I'm not finished yet. 2 Timothy 4.6, Paul at the end of his life. And this is where we have to look at the people who finish well. And our eyes are on Jesus who finished well. Our eyes are on Paul. I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Uh, my life is not about me, he's saying. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing to pour out what's left in me for the benefit of you. And the time of my goodbye is at hand. The time of my end is within. When you say in the Bible, if, when they say is at hand, it's within the hand's reach. The guy was already touching his goodbye and his eternity was right there within hand. Um, I tell my dad, who's pretty up there in age, him and Clarita have a competition who will die first, and um, they're always bugging each other. And I said, Dad, go ahead and go, my friend. And, and maybe you can see the streets of gold, and you'll see the reality of heaven uh, when Carlos Ricaldi passed away this year. My rejoicing is I don't have to convince that brother anymore of the reality of heaven. Why? He's there. He's there. He's like in shock. I'm sure he's saying, thank you, pastor. I'm sure he is. Because on this side of eternity, you can't see it. It's dark and dim. But on just a one blink away. Listen, if you're in Miami, you're one blink away from eternity. If you drive on these streets. Absolutely. I'm terrified to be in Miami at any intersection at any time. I'm like, the blood of Jesus, I'm going to cross this intersection. I might not make it. Why? Miami's insane. The traffic is horrendous. I might not see any of you guys on the 31st after you go home today. People are crazy. Uh, okay, so we're one blink away from eternity. If you don't live like that, you don't know reality. And so we're not, we're not fearful of these things. We just cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and say, Lord, I'm going to drive in Miami. Uh, for My children drive in Miami. And it's a miracle that they're alive, uh, however long they've been driving. Okay, so Paul is saying goodbye. In verse 7, he continues to say, I have fought the good fight. Some people, uh, Carlos Leon brought his, one of, I think his son brought him to church one day. And when he left, his son says, why is the pastor so angry? 
Because I'm fighting a fight. I got witches I got to deal with. I got wolves I'm pulling there. I'm fighting. I don't know what you're, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Listen to me. You're not going to survive. The very fact that we're an eagle, you guys don't understand. When Spring of Life was born, this church was a beautiful dove. Que lindo. It's that little graceful dove that was falling, and it looked so gentle, and it wouldn't bother anybody. A dove is peaceful. Listen to me. That thing was not going to survive in this atmosphere. So I turned around, and I grabbed that, that dove, and I turned it upside down. It wasn't falling no more. I, I, we're going to fly above the storm and paint this thing golden brown. We're eagles now. Right. We're not doves. No, we weren't going to make it as a dove. I'm sorry. We're fighting a fierce fight. There's a spiritual, there's, there's evil spirits that are waging warfare for your soul. And, and some of you have such a purpose in God that the devil doesn't even want to let your head out of the water. He wants to keep you drowning in yourself. You know, you're looking at yourself, but God's purpose for your life is a good fight. And Paul is saying, I fought the good fight and I finished the race. You can't be a lazy, fat existence in this faith. You got to be lean, mean, fighting machine. Spiritually, some of you guys got to stop going to the gym and start reading your Bibles. Amen. I would get at least one amen from a woman. Because the men don't want to go to the spiritual fitness gym. Um, I have kept the faith. Why? Because everything alive in this world wants to strip you of what? Of your faith. And if money will do it, the devil will send leanness to your soul. Because you're not... You're not flaming, uh, you're not fanning the flames of your faith. They're being extinguished. and extir- You're not known in the coming world. That's what, that's what R.T. Kendall says. Do the demons know you? Do the demons quake? Do they fear when you're around unsaved people? Because you're a giant in the faith. You're a giant in the world to come. And, and they don't want to be a giant in this world and a midget in the next Midgets can't come to the kingdom. They have stopped growing. They, they have stunted their growth. No. Uh, verse 8, Paul says, And therefore, since I have fought the fight and run the race and I have kept the faith, there is a crown laid up for me. I, I'm, I know that there's a reward for the righteous. A crown of righteousness, which Jesus, the righteous judge, is going to put on my head. Um, when I, before I was a Christian, I thought he was going to hit me over the head. Now I'm walking in faith, and I know there's a crown coming over my head. And not to me only. I thank God for Paul not just making his faith about him. But look at the encouragement. Not only to me, but also to those who love his appearing. If you live with that vantage point in mind, you won't be distracted at his appearing. Um, but then a couple verses down the road, as he is, he's, he's, I could see Paul, he's running this race. You know that the, the last step in a sprinter's, when he's running, he's, yes, uh, lean forward. Lean, lean, lean forward across the finish line so you finish faster. Um, I was talking to somebody last night, I don't know who it was, but they're like, I think it was Nicole. Nicole, was it you? That says, uh, the Lord doesn't want us to go home before time, right? 
Remember that at your house? I was saying, listen, we want to go to heaven. She goes, yeah, pastor, but not, not, God doesn't want to fill heaven before he's determined to fill heaven. Let's not rush this thing. So, so she was right. She, she said we had to stay on this side until God brings us to the next side. But, but lean forward. Lean forward and fall in the direction of eternity. Be, be a sprinter in that regard. And so what happens as Paul is, is, is dashing towards the finish line, um, he talks about another guy in verse 10. And he says in verse 10, For Demas has forsaken me. One of his spiritual sons quit on him. Is that possible? Yeah. I've had that happen my, almost my entire ministry. Um, one, one young man was, was part of our uh, youth group when we were starting out. And, and he was on fire for God. And he followed his father because his father was coming home late. And after work at 5, he wouldn't come home to be with his son and with his, mom, his wife. He, instead of coming home, he would get out at 5 at 6, 6.30 after traffic in Miami. He was coming home at 8. So his son didn't understand. His son was like 16, 17 years old. His son says, I'm going to follow my dad after work. And he followed his dad, and his dad parked in front of a house. He thought he was going to go get something, whatever, and he just stayed there for a while. And then, since his father wouldn't come out without 10, 15 minutes, he knocked on the door. He opened the door. His dad was in uh, his underwear with a woman who was naked, and he saw his father committing adultery. And this man, he threw the towel of his faith. He turned against God. He got sad. He was distraught. He never came back to youth group. He got wiped out in his faith because of his dad's uh, infidelity, his unfaithfulness to his mom. And so uh, a lot of people, spiritual sons of mine, for one reason or the other, they have forsaken their walk with the Lord. Here, Paul is writing about demons. It must be close to the heart of Paul that, that as he's running to finish the race, um, his, one of his disciples is forsaking him. And, and then you ask the question, why would they forsake him? In that case was that his father stumbled him. Uh, in this case, he loved this present world. My friend, I'm going to say it here because I know some of you are within hearing distance. In the mercy of God, your love for this world is going to wipe you out of your faith walk. You're not going to fight the fight. You're a wimp. You're not going to run the race. You're lazy. You're not going to obtain the crown of righteousness. You have no clear vision of eternity. That's why I thank God for 2020. It's going to be a year of clarity in our vision. Clarity in our seeing things as for what they are. Because when you see them for what they are, you're not stuck on stupid. You're not lazy. You're not, st- you're not keeping behind. You're on task. He loved this present world and he's departed in another direction. Thessalonica, Crescent for Galatia. He's, he's quit his faith walk for another destination. And, and some of you, I hope and pray that this year is an opportunity for you to bring clarity to your vision. Priority to your purpose. That you would seek the Lord more than you seek anything else. At one time, Demas was walking with Paul. And he was a part of all Paul's projects to fill the earth with glory. And he departed from the faith. He stopped running the race. He threw the towel. 
And so I want to suggest to you, instead of you loving, look what he says, he loved this present world, the opposite of Moses, Hebrews eleven twenty four. by faith, when he was come to his years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. What, what happened with Moses? He refused to be called son of this world. I don't want to be known in this world. I want to be known in the next. And I know for, I'm going to pay a price for that in this world. People think I'm retarded. I'm stupid. I'm slow. I'm way ahead of my years. Why? Because I'm judging matters by the Spirit. It's only the grace of God that has come into my life where I pursue the things of God greater than I do the things of this world. How do you do that? By the Spirit of the Lord, by the mercy of God. I refuse to be called the son of this world, to have titles and positions in this world. They're going to burn in the next. They have no value. And, and that's a distinction we got to be careful with. Verse 25 says, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh. Choosing rather, he chose, chose, chose rather to suffer the affliction, the suffering with the people of faith than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. Whatever you do that is sin provoked and sin and with regards to the, there's pleasure in sin for a season. It passes. That thing is old. Those of you who have chosen the pleasures of sin have lost your marriages, have lost your children, have lost your finances. You were deceived by sin. And so God wants us to be focused, not like Demas, and love the things of this world, but to love the things that God loves and refuse the pleasures of sin. How do you do that? Verse 26 by placing a price, esteeming, esteeming the sufferings of Christ greater riches than the treasures of this world. Why? For he looked to the reward. No, no person, you have to be insane to leave something for nothing. You don't leave something for nothing. You leave something for something that's worth a lot more. I'm going to start these classes here in the new year with respect to, I want, see a lot of us are, have been those kids that are born in good families and you've eaten well and so you sit there, I don't want and you, but there's some people that are starving for the reality of God and I want to make sure that they get it. I don't, I don't want to leave anybody behind. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to spend time in the new year with those that, that are starting out in their faith. I want them to have a solid foundation. Here it is, the grace of God will allow us to come to this reality. 1 Corinthians 15.10 For but the grace of God, I am what I am. We're not saying that we're capable of ourselves. Pastor Richie, if you could get on the piano, we're going to finish up this morning with amazing grace. How about that? Yes, sir. We got the real deal in the house. We're not going to sit there and watch. I want the, the, the singers to help me. If you don't know amazing grace, don't stand up. But if you know it, come and help me. I love this song because the grace of God has come. I am by the grace of God what I am. You say, how does these people get like this? The grace of God? The grace of God invited to your life. Amazing grace. Come into my life. Angie, if you want to help us. I don't know if you know it in English. Um, I am what I am. Say that with me. I am what I am. By his grace. His grace towards me is not deficient. It's not in vain. Something happened here. If acid rain fell on your head, it would do something. Well, so does the grace of God. 
but I labored more abundantly than they all. Even though the grace was there, Paul is saying, I had the grace, but I worked my tail off. How about that? I had grace, but I, I, I went to the forefront. I didn't linger in the back. I went to the front of the call of God in my life. You start well, you finish well. We had church today, that's for sure. That's for sure. <clears throat> I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. Let's sing this to the Lord real quick. If you guys could put those up there. I want you to finish 2019 filled with the grace of God. Filled with the power of God. Filled with the zeal of God. Fighting the good fight. Ra ra running the race. Knowing that you're going to receive a crown. Having clarity in your faith. Not be, I think the pastor said something about salvation. Listen to me. Own your salvation and own so much of it you could give some away. Talk to people about Jesus. They need them. You don't have to question that. How do we got? It's G. Amazing grace. How Let's stand.
let's quit lingering around uh, with respect to saying, okay, I'm right with the Lord. Listen, your responsibility is those people that are, are suffering, uh, the people that, that need what you have. Um, there's a portion of the Bible that says you fat sheep are muddling, muddling the waters. Uh, it seems to be when, when you have confidence and you're part of God's people that you despise the weak and the skinny sheep and you're, you're, you're causing things to be difficult. Um, if you're strong in faith, and you should be, and you're well-nourished, and you should be, and you're healthy, use that to help somebody else. There's no, there's no worse existence in a Christian life than the one who says, you know something, I have it all, uh, I eat well, I'm healthy. Yeah, that's fine, but listen, start directing your efforts and your strength to pulling some people out of hell. Use your extra uh, to help those people that are that are, are struggling and, and and if you're struggling we're here to help you but if you're strong you should get off the self-centered thinking a lot of people says well I go to church for me no don't come to church for you my friend so start coming to church to serve there's just people like Fernanda she she cooks every Sunday for 500 people uh, how many think she might need some help yeah Amen. The, the ushers, they organize, the, the, the worship team. There's so much to do in the kingdom of God, and God is waiting for this to be a faithful house so he could entrust it with great riches. And I have no doubt that we're going to go to, to other levels of responsibility because if you're faithful in the small, God will put you in the great. So do that, and, and we're looking forward to a 2020 that's going to be full of excellence in the purpose Amen. and the spirit of God. Father, thank you for what you've done this morning at Spring of Life Fellowship. Thank you that we're, we're, we'll hold the course, Lord. We'll stand in the gap. We'll be your people in a time where there's not many people wanting to be your people. We'll be the bride of Christ. We want to be dressed with fine linen. We want to have no spot, no wrinkle. We want to be perfected. We want to have oil in our lamps. Give me oil in my lamp, Lord. Keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Keep me oil in my lamp, Lord, ever burning until the break of day. We thank you for the house of God. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the people of God. Now, Lord, make us faithful through your grace and through your spirit. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Greet one another in the love of the Lord. Pray for those that are on vacation. They're coming back like snowbirds, and we're walking them back. We'll be here on Wednesday for the end of the year service. We want you, is it Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday night for the 31st. We'll be here uh, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock for our end of the year service. God bless you. Love you in the Lord.